Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. Well, I would like to, this large crowd today, I'd like you all to give it up for uh, Samuel Fine as he comes to share the word. So let's give it up for Samuel. Hey. Almost uh, good afternoon. How's everybody doing? I'll tell you what, you guys survived Omicron. You're here today. <laughs> Great seeing everybody's faces. All right. Um, I just want to give some honor where honors do. I, you know, we've, I don't know if you guys know me, um, but, you know, my wife and I, my beautiful wife Marissa is here today. I have uh, three amazing children, Grace and Charlotte and Uriah. Um, and my parents, Pastor Sam and Eliza, I've, uh, I've served under some great visionaries and some really awesome leaders, but these guys are probably some of the greatest pastors that I've ever known. And so really just uh, thankful and honored to be here today. Great to see everybody and just wanted to thank you guys a lot. It's incredible. Um, let's, let's fill the space, though. Well, it, got, it got louder, didn't it? Cool. Um, if, uh, if you hear something really powerful today or something really impacts you, why don't you give me like a little shout, give God some, I want to give God some praise. But let's, uh, let's give Jesus a round of applause in this room. Jesus is why we're here. And so we've, uh, I, I was uh, preparing for uh, the message, and there's two great Christmas movies that I love. Love the movie Elf. Love the movie Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. And I told my wife, I said, babe, I'd love to, uh, love to, incorporate elf into my title she's like i'm not sure if that's gonna work <laughs> so this is called the miracle clause the miracle clause so if you are taking notes today get your pen and paper out um you know my wife and i we've been on this incredible journey of just faith over the last couple of years uh we're we just moved out here from san diego we're actually living in nashville tennessee god's god's playing this incredible story in our lives where we about a year ago started feeling god calling us out and we're like, okay, um, this is not God. But we start praying and praying and praying into it, and then God starts speaking to us more and more and more. And so, lo and behold, um, we started to uh, seek counsel, get a lot of prayer, and then God released us. And we came uh, and bought a beautiful place, a little bit outside of Nashville, Tennessee, in Lebanon. I didn't know there was a Lebanon, Tennessee. I thought it was actually the country. So uh, there's actually a Lebanon, Tennessee. So super, super excited about that. Um, God's doing some really incredible things, but before we got our home, it kind of became a miracle home. So we, my wife and I, we moved out to San Diego. Um, my wife's originally from there, moved out there three and a half, almost four years ago. And we sold our house in Candler, moved to, to San Diego and, and we're like, all right, we can't wait. We're going to go buy a house. And so, um, we get there and I just switched from like a, being a W2 employee to a, a business owner. And so I was like, all right, we're going to go out there and buy a house. And lender's like, okay, well, um, this is how much you can buy. You know, I was like, okay, cool, we can do that. It can work. And this is before the market was super crazy. Um, if you not looked at real estate right now, it's a crazy market. So my wife and I were like, all right, let's find a house. So we, we literally, we, we found a house we loved. And it's right next to one of our friends, the Robins. And we're like, oh, this is our place. And somebody told me, they're like, you guys should do like the, uh, the Jericho walk around the house. I'm like, what the heck is a Jericho walk? And so they're like, no, you just got to walk around the property and declare it's yours. I'm like, yes, that's a great idea. So at night, 
I'm sneaking out on this property and walking around their property saying, this is our home, this is our home. Well, it ended up not working out. I'm like, okay, like, that's weird. We, we had this prophetic word that we were going to get a house. And I was like, all right, well, that, that wasn't a house. We're like, all right, let's wait till next year. So 2019 rolls around. We try again. I find some more homes, I do some more Jericho walks, and nothing seems to work out. And I'm like, what is going on? But my wife and I, we, we knew that God had something for us. We knew that he had something in store for our family. Um, I believe in taking territory, not only in the spiritual realm, but in the physical realm. And so we were like, it's going to happen. So then 2020 rolls around, and we try to get another house, and we're in escrow. And then we fall out of escrow. And I'm like, what is going on, God? But at the whole time, I had faith I knew, I knew in my heart that God had called us to own property. And the doors that continued to shut were just leading us to the one that God had for us. And so what I want to talk to you guys about today is, and Rocky actually hit it on, like the, the hammer on the head of the nail is, is about faith. It's about believing for the miracle. Sometimes in your life, you're believing and praying for something and may, may not show up in the timing you thought it was supposed to, but it does not mean that the miracle is not happening. It does not mean that the miracle is not showing up. So, here we go. I was praying. I got this word. God wants to turn your disappointment into an appointment for a miracle. Let me say that again. God wants to take your disappointment and turn that into an appointment for God to show up in your life. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, we're going to be reading out of uh, John, John chapter 11. So, if you've got your Bibles, your iPhones, turn to uh, John 11. We're actually going to read a lot of Bible today. Hope you're excited. All right, I think we're going to throw it on the screen as well, too. So, uh... John chapter 11, verse 1. Now there was a certain man that was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Martha who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was still ill. So the sisters sent out to him, sent out to Jesus, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, this illness does not lead to death. It is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And so when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Doesn't make any sense, right? Keep reading. Then after that, he said to the disciples, let's go to Judea, Judea again. And the disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you. And are you going there again? Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of the world. But anybody who walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. But I will go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he's fallen asleep, he'll recover. Now, Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought he was meaning taking a rest and sleep. So then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus died. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas, called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. 
I always imagine like Thomas just being like, what are you saying, man? Like, what the heck? I mean, this guy was just like, you know, a miracle in the making. But imagine like, you know, the Christmas dinners, and you always have that one cousin that just says this, the craziest stuff. And you're like, okay, let's lay off the wine there, buddy. All right. Now, then Jesus came and he found Lazarus had been um, in the tomb for four days. Everybody say four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And when, uh, when, uh, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. But even now, say even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give to you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who's coming to the world. When she, verse 28, when she had said this, she went and called her, t- uh, her sister Mary, saying in private, the teacher is here and is calling for you. And then she heard it, and she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were there with her in her house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and go out, they followed her, supposing that she had gone to the tomb to weep. Now, when Mary had came to where Jesus was, she saw him and she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved, and his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said to him, Where have you laid him? And she said to him, Lord, come and see. And Jesus wept. Let me, I want to show you something really quick. And the Lord was speaking to me as I was reading this morning. So you had two, both sisters, Mary and Martha, had the same statement. Martha, if you look back, said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Martha said that. If we go over here, Mary said the same thing. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. You have two sisters reacting the same way, but it's interesting that Jesus responded in two different manners. See, Martha, Martha needed faith. Jesus said, if you believe, I'm the resurrection and the life. She said, I believe. But in the moment with Mary, Mary was grieving. Jesus didn't say, hey, hey, get some faith, girl. Like, come on, like, Pull up your bootstraps. Let's do this. No, he's, he's weeping with her. And I love that whatever situation you are in, God's going to show up in the way that you need to experience him. He may be calling you out and pulling you up, or he may be in that moment grieving with you. I just love that. That stood out to me. I'm like, come on. Let's go. Jesus is amazing. Like, just knowing where you're at and loving you where you are. So uh, let's go back into uh, verse 37. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying? Then Jesus deeply moved again and came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an odor. 
for he has been dead for four days. Jesus said to her, didn't I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you, you always hear me, but I said this on the account of the people standing around, that they may believe that you sent me. Then he said these things, and he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The man who had died came out, his hands his feet bound with linen strips, and his face wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. So the miracle clause, we're going to get into it right now. If you're taking notes, point number one, get a word from God. In this next season of life, we always, you know, at the end of every year, what, what happens? We make plans. We're like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do all this. We make plans. But see, we're also, God, God has a plan for your life. It's found in the word of God, right? And I, I found that whenever I enter into a new season, God always gives me a word for that season. Something to encourage me, something for me to hold on to. See, Martha got a word. Martha said, hey, Jesus, if you, were, if you could have been here earlier, like my brother, he would have not died. And God said, he's going to live again. Have faith. Do you have faith? So Martha, even in the midst of, okay, things don't look super hot right now. God said, I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to turn things around. Get a word. What, what may that be? It may be found in the word of God. Maybe something that God's given a dream in your heart. And you've decided, hey, it's not going to happen. I've been disappointed. The dream, like, they called, they called for Jesus when Lazarus was actually sick. They said, hey, Jesus, come show up. I know you can, you can do this. I know you can do this, Jesus. And Jesus took two days to get there. And by then, Lazarus died. And so here's the thing. You, you may have faith, but in the middle of you believing, things may seem to have died. But that's why Jesus is so amazing. He says, I am the resurrection, and I'm the life. Believe in me. So in that moment, even in the middle of pain and frustration and disappointment, it was an appointment for God to show up. It was an appointment for God to do something incredible. Jesus said, your brother will rise again. Your brother will rise again. See, God needs a plan to work with, right? God needs something to work with. We can't just say, well, if it happens, it happens. Like, what are you believing for in your life? What are you holding on to? What are you, what are you expecting God to do in your life? Like, my wife and I, we were believing for a home. We were, and door after door kept getting shut. But I knew that God had spoken to me saying, God's going to get, uh, I'm going to get you a house. Like, I knew that was going to happen. It was in my spirit. So time and time again, even though I did so many Jericho walks, even though, like, I'm, like, praying on the property, even though, like, I'm doing all this stuff, like, I knew God was going to show up. That, that was the word God gave me. And so a lot of times we just expect things to happen, but we don't actually believe in it. And so that's the powerful thing about the Bible is, is you know, Jesus says, if only you believe, if only you believe. So, point number two, silence the naysayers. You guys remember Thomas? Remember Thomas? Aw, oh, Lazarus died. We we're going we're to go die with him too. Wait. You know, you may get a word that sounds like crazy, and you got some toxic people in your life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, that's not going to happen. Oh, God, God can't do that. 
Like, here's the thing. If, if you don't need God to show up and do a miracle in your life, your, your faith, your belief is too small. Like, anything that I can accomplish on my own, I don't need God for. So if I want God to move in my life, I need him to show up and do a miracle that transforms my life. So, but there will, there will be people in the world that say, hey, listen, like, that's, don't, you got too much faith, it's not going to happen. The healing's not going to happen. You know, the breakthrough's not going to happen. Just give up, just settle. God is not the God of just settling. God's the God of, hey, I'm going to fulfill my calling upon your life. I'm going to fulfill the dreams in your heart. Have faith. Only believe. I love, uh, I love what my father did. Uh, so this was probably, um, goodness, a few, probably 15 years ago. Actually, maybe more than that. Uh, my father had uh, just been, been let go of GE Capital. We were living in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, and my dad was driving around cleaning swimming pools for a living. Cleaning swimming pools. I don't even know how you clean a swimming pool, but that's what he did. And he got paid to do it. And, but, he, but basically, God had called him to be a pastor, but he was in the season of transition, right? My dad knew that he was called to be a pastor, but right now he's cleaning pools faithfully. And it came to a point where my dad gathered the family together. I'll never forget this moment. And he said, hey, guys, things are going to shift. Things had just been stagnant at this moment. Things had just been uh, lacking vision. And my dad said, we're going to put a stake in the ground. I don't know if you remember this, right? And, you know, I'm like nine at the time. I'm like, you're going to ruin a nice steak? throw it in the ground like what what is this nonsense no but he's out there he, he grabs this uh wooden stake and he drills it in the ground he says today's gonna be different today's gonna be marketing something different for my family and then i'm not sure of the time frame but months later he got a phone call from one lead pastors at church and said hey we want to bring you on staff but it was that faith the saying hey enough is enough i'm not going to settle for being mediocre I'm not going to settle for average. I'm going to believe for something better for my life. That's what happened. The naysayers, tell them to go away, all right? Take out the toxic people. Sometimes even relationships, you've got to cut people out that don't need to be there. Lovingly, say, hey, can't do this no more. All right. Uh, is that clip ready? Let's go. We're gonna, I'm still in the Christmas mood. I actually believe that Christmas should last all December. So I want you guys to watch this video, and it's going to bring up my point Number three, so whenever we're ready. Anyone else? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, yes. Yes, I am. Well, on behalf of Father Time. Actually, I don't think this is the clip. It's, oh, not the clip, but it's okay. It's all right. Um, hey, well, I'll tell you what happens in the scene. So, Santa, Tim Allen's probably the greatest Santa ever. You guys can turn lights back on. Santa's, like, probably the greatest uh greatest, you know, Santa Claus on the place of the, uh, the face of the planet. And he's meeting this young elf in this room, and he's like, hey, I see the polar bears. I see all this, but I just, I can't believe it. And, he's, and she said, seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. Believing is seeing. Sometimes you have to believe in your heart for God to do something before you actually see it. See, um, Pastor Jurgen says something really cool. He said, creation, there's always two births with creation. One's in the mind and one's in the natural. 
Like, everybody's got an iPhone, right? If you don't, you probably should get an iPhone. All right? Most people have an iPhone. Now, Steve Jobs, right? Did Steve Jobs just wake up one day and say, I'm going to make an iPhone? No, he actually envisioned what an iPhone would be like in his mind and then got the people together to produce it. See, things will happen in your mind before things will actually be birthed in the natural. So a lot of times we have to believe in our heart and our mind what God's going to do before things will come through in our life. We have to have that step of faith. So point number three is activate the promise through faith. Activate the promise through faith. Faith is the key to unlocking God's promise for your life. I'm going to read Hebrews chapter uh, 11, verse 6. And it says this. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. I think that's so powerful. It's that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. In the secret place, in the quiet place, God rewards the steadfast heart towards him. And the thing you have to understand is that when I talked about seeing is believing, or believing is seeing, Hebrews 11 also says, now faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. Here's the thing. Like, I want my faith to please God. I want to have such great faith that it moves heaven and brings it into my situation. Like, I want to believe for things where if God doesn't show up, it's not going to work out. Like, that's, that's the faith I want to have. Faith activates the promise. If you look back in the, uh, the chapter um, or the book of John, chapter 11, it's the faith of Martha saying, God, I believe you can do it. That I believe activated the promise of Lazarus being raised from the dead. Now, number four, prophesy your promise. Hope you're taking notes here. Prophesy your promise. See, if the devil can remove the word from your mouth, he can remove faith. He can remove your faith. If he can take it out of your mouth, if, if you have a hard time confessing what you're believing for, see, the, the powerful thing is our words create worlds. So if we can't confess it, we're, have, we're not going to see it actually transform into our, our life. Martha said, yes, Lord, I believe you. Prophesy your promise. Point number five, write it down. Write it down. So I was talking to one of my friends, Matthew, and he said, Samuel, remember you told me on your vision card last year. And if I could have the keys come up, that'd be awesome. He said, hey, if you, if you remember last year, you told me that you were going to buy a house for your family in, in 2021. And he said, he said, I can't believe that happened. You guys were fighting so hard. And when he was talking I, w- I felt in my heart, in my spirit, to go back and see what I'd written down, what I was believing for, for 2021. I looked through my journal, looked through my vision card, and the first thing was, buy a home. I'm like, check. I was like, wow, God, thank you, Jesus. 
Like, that's amazing. The next one was, I'm believing to uh, raise up 30 leaders in the youth ministry. Check. The next one was, God, I'm believing for my business to bring in over $20,000 a month. I started believing that in March. After the month of May, it's been consistent every single month. Check. There are so many things that I said, God, like, I need you to show up for this to work. That, like, I need you to come through. And it wasn't just like, hey, it'd be nice to own a Lamborghini. Yeah, it'd be nice to own a Lamborghini, but that's not what God put in my heart. What God put in my heart was to see these things transform. And as I began to write it down, I began to profess it with my mouth. I remember waking up in the morning time and saying, God, I believe that you can do this. I know you can do this. See, that's why confessing is so important. We can have a great vision for our life, but if we don't activate it through faith, through confessing it with our mouth, we won't see it happen. How many dreams have died? How many callings have not actually come forth because we haven't stepped out in faith? Write it down. Habakkuk 2 says, write the vision. Make it plain on tablets. So he may run who reads it. Verse 3 says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, who's ever had a promise and it seems slow to show up? Yeah? If it, seem, if it seems slow, wait for it. We waited three years to see God show up for our home three years. I didn't give up though. My wife didn't give up. We had faith God was going to show up. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. It will not delay. One thing that I realized too, and this is not even my notes, but um, felt impressed upon is in, in 2021, the summer of this year, um, I believe that a lot of times you have to sow a seed to activate what God's doing in your life. And I love when you come into the end of uh, the year, we have our tithes and offerings. And that's, God commands that. Like, make sure you're tithing. Make sure you're giving. Like, if you want God's blessing upon your finances, be consistent in your tithe. Right? That's just, like, Matthew killed it this morning about that. But we, in, in 2021, uh, we had committed to, uh, to sowing $15,000 into uh, Vision Builders at church. Vision Builders was um, uh, the church's, uh, you know, kind of vision for campuses and taking ground and investing in the community. And so we would have a time where we pledge what our commitment was for 2021. And so my wife, my wife and I, we prayed, and we said $15,000. And I said, okay, let's do it. She wanted to... Uh, to give uh, a lot more than that. I said, no, baby. I, no, <laughs> no fit, we, we prayed and we agreed and we thought, you know, God was saying $15,000 above, above our tithe, right? So we tithe 10%. We're pledging, hey, we're going to sow 15000 to the kingdom. So we, like I said, we were believing for a house. We were praying for it. And it came time to like May and we had fulfilled a, probably like a third of our pledge. 
right? So we were like a couple thousand in. And we had our down payment for our home saved up. I'm, I call it Pastor Tom. And I said, Pastor Tom, what should I do? I said, should I hold on? Because I need this down payment money. Should I hold on to this or should I sell it? He said, what do you think you should do? I love, I love people that cause you to think, right? You know, like don't just give you an answer that you want to hear. Like just say, what do you think you should do? It wasn't the answer I wanted to hear. I wanted him to say, like, hold on to it. You tithe, you're fine. God still blesses you. You know, we said, all right, let's, let's finish it. So we finished our pledge. We sold in 10000 And I'm like, all right, God, now I really need you to show up for this home. Because our down payment just, you know, we took some money out of that. Anyways, we are in contract on a property in Tennessee. And the lender's like, where's the rest of your down payment money? So it's coming. I don't know how it's coming, though. It's coming. And we, uh, we kept praying. And I, I honestly, like, here's the thing now. Like, I've seen God show up in so many, like, circumstances at so many times in my life that I'm just like, I expect things to happen. I just expect things now. Like, my wife and I, we were driving with our kids through, um, you know, the mid midlands of uh, the United States of America, and we're in Texas, and she leaves her engagement ring and wedding band at the Drury End in Texas, and, and we called every day for, like, five days do you have the ring? Do you have the ring? And they're like, oh, no, we don't have the ring. I was like, yeah, somebody has the ring. He's got to. But I wasn't worried. Like, I knew even Grayson, my son's like, God's going God's gonna to show, like, help the ring show up. It's just going to happen. Like, my son's now believing things that I'm believing for. It's a family matter. And so I was like, I, like, I wasn't stressing. I, I used to freak out about these kind of things. And now I'm like, all right, don't worry about it. God's going to do something really awesome here. And so my wife called one more time. It's like probably the seventh time calling the jury end. And, uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, we just found it. It was in the safe. And we actually called every single day. And they kept checking the safe, and it wasn't in the safe. And Grayson said, it's just going to show up in the safe. And what did it do? It just showed up in the safe. So anyways, I'm, I'm, I live a life now of expecting God to do great things in my life. And because I expect it, because I align myself with the word of God, things happen. So for, for 2022, I want you to write down the things that you're believing for. Make sure it's not something that you can accomplish on your own. Include God in it. Pray into it. Fast for it. Anyway, so we sowed our seed. And the guy's like, the lender's like, hey, you got the money for your down payment. Yeah, it's coming. He's like, well, Okay. This, this guy probably thought it was crazy. <laughs> I was like, it's coming. Anyways, God provided the money for the down payment, the, ones, the remaining amount that we were missing. Not only was I able to complete the vision builder's pledge, I was now able to buy my family a beautiful home. It's on almost three acres. It's a brand new home. And it's just the favor of God, the blessing of God is all over it. But it's that, that seed that we sowed activated it. Now, you, you may find yourself all over these notes, but I want to go back through a couple things. Get a word. 
right? Get a word. Like, what is God saying to you for 2022? Who are the people in your life, or what are the lies you're listening to that you need to cancel out? Silence the naysayers. Draw a line in the sand, right? Activate faith, or activate the promise of God through faith. Prophesy your promise. Speak it. Make sure you write it down. Write it down. Because just as the elf said, on the Santa Claus, believing is seen. Sometimes you got to believe it first. All right, let's all stand up. I just want to pray for um, an activation of faith, um, really for everyone here to, to get a, catch a hold of a God vision for, for next year. Your situation may look different from the person sitting next to you, but God can do exceedingly above and beyond all we can ask for. You just have to have faith. So, Father God, I thank you for every heart in this room. I thank you for every believer here today. I thank you that you are moving in great and mighty ways, God. I thank you that my testimony, Father God, of what you've done in my life, I think that's going to encourage, it's going to speak, it's going to inspire people to believe for greater things in their life, to believe for God to show up. I thank you, Father God, that healing, just like, uh, just like, uh, uh, the man said this morning, healing is going to break out. As Rocky prayed for healing, I declare, Father God, for every person that's sick, that needs a miracle to be completely healed and restored, we declare for breakthrough for finances, God. We declare, Father God, just as uh, Matthew was saying, for wealth and health, Father God, for 2022. We declare this. We believe this, Father God. We thank you that you are the miracle worker, God. And we stand in faith and believe, Father God, for you to do great and mighty things in the hearts and the lives of everybody here today. I pray for faith to be activated, Father God. I pray for the lies, Father God, that has uh, has swarmed and consumed people's minds that they believe for such a long time. We declare that the power of those lives are broken in Jesus' name. We declare the power, the strongholds that have hold people, held people back for so long is broken in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God, that you are moving in Generation Church. We thank you, Father God, that you are doing great and mighty things in this church, Father God. I pray, Lord, that you would do, Father God, a God story in this church, in this ministry next year, Father God, that there would be people flooding here, Father God, that there would be amazing miracles that break out and happen in this room, Father God. We declare the ceilings would just bust off, God, that they would be above capacity, Lord, in Jesus' name, that, God, you would move in great and mighty ways, Father. And I pray for everybody here today that has felt like the word, the promise has been delayed, has been um, prolonged, Lord. I pray for encouragement, Father God. I pray for renewed hope. Father, I thank you that hope in Jesus does not disappoint. So today we anchor our hope on Jesus. We anchor our hope and belief on Jesus and who he says he is. We thank you, God, for every heart in this room. We declare transformation, healing, and um, the best year of their lives in 2022. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Now that was a great word. Amen. You know, the scripture came to my mind as he was closing that, that God does abundantly beyond 
all that we ever ask or think according to the power that works within us. And there's something that the Lord was sharing with me that there's those here that have been standing in faith for, for a great thing, for a miracle. And you haven't seen it yet. And I want to encourage you because the second part of that verse says, according to the power that works within you. So what we're getting ready to see this year is not only are you having the faith to believe for the miracle, but you're getting ready to experience the power that releases the miracle. The power is what's needed. The power is what is needed for this day in the church for the mighty works of God to be displayed on earth. So we're getting ready to encounter power, which is the enforcer of, of the faith of what we're believing for. So let's just believe now for the releasing of God's power for that thing that you've even been standing for and believing for, that the power of Almighty God flows into that situation and creates the miracle that you're believing for. So, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that according to your word, we will also experience the surpassing greatness of your power towards those who believe. So, Lord, right now, let the exceedingly great, abundantly beyond imaginable take place and manifest in the lives of your people that have been standing in faith for a miracle be released now according to the power that is resident within you. So I speak forth and declare power. Now come forth and manifest the miracle in the lives of everyone in this church. And I thank you, God, that your kingdom does not consist in mere words. It consists in power, the demonstration of power. And God, I thank you for the power of your kingdom. Your kingdom lasts forever. So let power manifest as we stand in faith for our miracles. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Well, Father, we praise you and thank you for this year, all that you're going to do. And God, we're asking now that you would do big and beyond. It would go beyond what we could even imagine or think. So, God, I pray now for you to release, Father, the works that you want to do in and through the lives of your people. Lord, I ask that you would release those words to your people and that, Father, they would write them down. And, Lord, stand firm and watch the salvation of God explode on the scene and release power. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, bless you all and have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen.